I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a B team. What do they need? What on earth? I don't have an option. I'm talking world Wow. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Today is most likely Thursday, September 16th, and it's Match Week 4 recap. We're back. Patrick, the world of international football has broken, and um, it has ceased entirely to make sense. It's petty wars galore between FIFA and the Premier League, players getting canceled left and right. I'm going to need you to explain it to me like I'm five. Uh, Basically, everybody wants to look out for their own best interests and doesn't really care for others' best interests. And what you have here, James, is what we call the business... Is a giant shit show. And also, then you got players. And this is a little bit more of a serious point, but you got players who would give anything to play for their country in a World Cup. And it's like this, you know, uh, it's not going to end well. We're, we're at the start of the cycle. This isn't going to end soon. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think I think we're going to see this again and again. Uh, unfortunately, I think we got another international break in like Patrick. I was about weeks. to. I was about to say. You know, after an international break, it's like, oh, at least we don't have to deal with this for a little while. But there's another break next month, and then again in November. So hilarity to ensue. Yeah, it's that it's that um, awesome, awesome cycle where. And the thing is, James, are you are you in the camp that these? Um, do you, what do you do? You, what do you get out of the international breaks? Do you enjoy the football that happens over the international breaks? World Cup qualifiers on the line. The stakes should be high. I do it. I think it's a necessary evil. I think it's a necessary evil. I follow England, but usually they get a pretty lucky draw on their plane, like San Marino. I think it was actually Hungary, like Poland. You know, games that like, some games aren't total walkovers. But anyway, the thrill's not there. But I think it's a necessary evil because I do support the qualification system to get into the World Cup. It's just like the thing you kind of have to do. Uh, every season, but I certainly don't like it during COVID, Patrick, because I feel like nobody was safe, especially if you, you know, if you hail from a country outside of Europe. The Premier League was pissed that certain players left, and FIFA was pissed that certain players didn't leave. It's kind of like a damned if you do, damned if you don't scenario. Right. It's very strange. And then FIFA came back and they were like, you know what? Fred can't play. He's out. Like, he can't play. And I don't think reporters knew how to cover it. They were like, they're like, I, yeah, he's, they're like why? It's like they're going to see if he gets allowances before kickoff. It's like, what's that process? What's the protocol? It, it was, I mean, are you, what are you, what, what are, obviously this all kicked off Argentina, Brazil, right? Are you buying that this was just some sort of, I guess, um, you know, actual kind of government? Like basically, are you are you are you buying that there was no interference from the uh, the Brazilian like football associations? Do you do you buy this as um, entirely like medical whatever reason, or do you think I'm that there's some funny Patrick, business if, going on? Patrick, if the Brazilian FA has an opportunity to send some suits out onto the field and accost Messi, they're gonna take that chance. Yeah, 
100%. They found their shot. I think it's pretty rich that a team that hosted the Copa this past summer as like patient zero central for South American COVID and then had the audacity to uh, <clears throat> to call out Argentina for missing certain COVID checkpoints, I believe it was. And this is where I do get a little out of my depth because I, I, I think like Argentina was certainly in the wrong as well. I just think it's hilarious. Brazil, like whenever Brazil is taking the moral high ground on you, something's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that came out that was, a little spicier. That, that, came out. <laughs> that was James Burton, ladies and gentlemen. James Burton on the mic. If you are a Brazilian citizen and you listen to Prem Del Prem, reach out to me. I would love to have a culture discussion. Um, I've always wanted to go to Rio, you know, the beaches, Carnival. I'm sure you guys have a great culture, and I'm not going to apologize, but I am willing to change. We actually did get reached out to um, by an Argentinian fan, so the the line in the sand That's was right. drawn, not by Franco. us. Yeah, shout out Franco, our boy, all the way from Argentina. <coughs> we stand with Messi on Prem to the Prem. Mm-hmm. No, it's ridiculous. When it's more convenient for us. Also, did I never? I mean, I I knew this obviously, but it didn't really register to me how many high profile Brazilians now play in the Premier League. Where that seemed like, I remember when Robinho came to the Premier League, it was like, mm-hmm. whoa, we got a Brazilian, you know, and he was kind of right. an up and comer, right? The world class Brazilians didn't traditionally do that. Uh, yeah, we never got the R9s, Ronaldinho's. Right, yeah, that or Rivaldo's. that era. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then even a lot of the, the, the defenders, mm-hmm. uh, I think, played in Italy uh, during that time, central midfielders, all of that. I was in right. the height of the Milan, the Milan derby was, was certainly lit back in that era. Yeah, man, it was. I, I was. I was surprised by that. And then I guess four. Yeah, and f- four players on the Argentinian side as well. So, and, and what oh. is? Yeah, I, I don't know the. I don't know the COVID rules. Um, All but kinds it is of this weird. weird. It's a weird thing. Like it. it we, we we were doing this. We were doing this last time around. They were having like centralized locations, and obviously during World Cup qualifiers, this. Um, you know, the home field advantage, it's, mm-hmm. it doesn't really hit quite the same as, you know, either, you know, friendlies or preparation for the Euro or the Copa America, or whatever, whatever you might be in the Gold Cup. But these, the stakes are high on these international competitions. Greg Burhalter is all here, out here fighting for his job. Um, and yeah, he's, he definitely is. And, <laughs> and Patrick, I'm not one to uh, say feel sorry for the players because they live very gifted lives and privileged lives. But, it is one of those scenarios where they probably want to play for their country, but they also don't want to be out for their respective team for a long time. And then it feels like one way or another, they're getting punished for their decision no matter what. So it's right, a strange, right. strange world. And I haven't been reading those in-depth explained articles. Like The Athletic explains the COVID situation in the South American qualifiers. I just get the headlines and it's like Lo Celso and people are flying into what they're calling the Croatia trap door where you have to fly into Croatia to get back to England. I'm like, yes, this makes perfect sense. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to get into how much sense all the different COVID rules (laughs) make. You've been out to a bar in LA? (laughs) Anyway, this is not the end of this story. Uh, catch us talking about this next month. Catch us talking about this in November. And then we well and truly can put it to bed for a little bit uh, until spring of 22 when, you know, maybe we really will have flattened the curve on on COVID. Wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. 
In other news, a little closer to home, Patrick. Uh, Ronaldo, CR7, is totally and utterly inevitable, as they call it in the Romance language countries. Sweet! <laughs> I will say, when the whole of Old Trafford hit the swing, it was it was pretty lit. The whole, Hitting the sweet. The, the guttural <laughs> sound. There's the, something... Patrick, yeah. there's something about seeing, let's call it 250, two bills and a half, 250-pound bald men doing the C celebration. <laughs> it's like, it kind of goes against everything Ronaldo stands for, you know? So there's an irony in it, like just being grossly out of shape. But it's like the symbiosis yin-yang of nature. And you're right. You're exactly right. Seeing it play out at Old Trafford, 75,000 strong. Um, it almost had like a European celebration aspect to it because you're not really like just yelling out guttural sounds yeah it was it was i mean here's the thing i think um i, I mean the, the only people in my opinion that, that that put ronaldo ahead of messi are united fans real madrid fans and people with questionable judgment <laughs> however there is nobody possibly in like uh, He's he's on the the top tier in the history of sport, in my opinion, of players guaranteed to show up in moments, whatever those moments are. You know, trailing at halftime, three nil, Champions League, bag a hat trick, uh, basically putting the team on his back in the World Cup, scoring a hat trick against Spain, that Spanish team, uh, mm-hmm. including the free kick against De Gea. I mean, just right. absolutely epic performances, Champions League. Uh, you know, winning. I mean. He just dude, put Portugal on a, his back. Yeah, yeah. The dude's the dude's box office. Like if 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 the team needs it, and I think kind of especially like if he feels like I have something to prove, right? I think the the in the Ireland game that you mentioned, I think you know that little tiff at the penalty spot and then missing the penalty, gu- guaranteed, dude's gonna right. score the winner. You know, right. there's nobody more guaranteed to show up than than Sir Inevitable. It was, it was, Patrick, we've yeah, never it, engaged in a spirited yeah. Ronaldo Messi debate here on Prem del Prem. I'm just, I'm just realizing that. I think we did in the early days. Okay. Th- yeah, that's probably like you want to cross it off your list. Um, yeah. Stephen A has been be known done. to have 34,000 documented takes, so I'm sure even if we I'm get a closing, fraction of that. I'm closing the gap. <laughs> We're closing take, the gap. Take per but, minute. I think I'm, I'm, I'm with him. Yeah. He's got Patrick, unlimited I mean, airtime. We talked about this off air, and obviously he brings so much on the field um, for any team, let alone United. But there is this feeling that his ability to raise commitment and desire levels of everyone else at the team is going to go that bit beyond what he does on the field. Yep. And why he's priceless. And I'll tell you what, there's only two people in the world who can have that effect, and it's Messi and Ronaldo. And that's why his signing was more than just, oh, we're filling out our attacking depth with a, with a phenomenal player. It's like... The immediate cultural impact, like one of the best players to ever do it has on a team. Like there was that yeah. that Lee Grant story was pretty classic. First yeah, of all, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm concerned that they're they're shelling out desserts at a at a dinner the night before a game. I think it was the night before. Um, anyway, yeah. that makes that makes the story better. So let's go with that. Have you seen but, Have you seen Ollie's little cheeks? <laughs> He's shoving away a little pastries. Little lads, biscuits. I want those cheeks. I want those cheeks nice and squeezable. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, regardless of how I feel about apple custard being uh, handed around night before games, usually, obviously, no more with Ronaldo. It's like you're uh, you're at your uh, you know your extended family's Thanksgiving, and no one's really eating. You don't want to be the you don't want to be the person 
chowing down in front of Aunt Linda. I don't think you could have said it better, James. Thank you. Thank you. Some things just come to the top of my head, you know? It's crazy. Yeah. Um, but the impact on the field itself, Patrick, um, it's, it's funny. Uh, I don't think he played... Like, if you, if you took out of context who he was, which I know kind of changes the entire ballpark, but if you sure. took his first half minus the goal at the very end, you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Because, <laughs> like, it's, it's funny that he admitted he was nervous because he looked nervous, like his touch was off. He had, like, the innate confidence to take shots, but they were, like, clearly the wrong decision to make. And then Ronaldo does what Ronaldo does, and why it infuriates so many people who, uh, who don't like him is he's in the right place in the right time, making a run that I don't think an Anthony Marshall makes. He just gambles that the ball's going to be there, tucks it away. And then mm. the second one was what I imagine pure heroin to feel like. <laughs> Straight from the source. Unadulterated heroin. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, he's he's... He he reminded us, or at least informed us very quickly, um, if, if if we may have forgotten, you know, the Serie A, Serie A rather, uh, can trick people with the pace. He's still very much physically uh, capable to, to, to perform in the Premier League and absolutely rip teams apart. The run mm-hmm. that he made uh, to open up that second goal was like... That know, like was the goal and the first yeah, touch. It was, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. I mean, on... Uh, I think a little uh, a little fortunate with the finish in the end, but he, he created everything there, and then and obviously just you know sweet number two, legendary, mm-hmm. legendary. sweet two, a we, double uh, It 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 has come to light how many different interpretations of the celebration there are actually out there. Goldbridge has been saying Sue, like the woman's name. Mm. Uh, so yeah, it, it it's really like a, a build your own celly. Yeah, like do what yeah. feels right, and for you, it's it's sweet, and I think that's just fantastic. Yeah, yeah but I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's the, um, you know, Champions League performance aside. I think it's a uh, a culture <laughs> <I've been> d- <laughs> dancing around it. Yeah, yeah, culture. I think I think like kind of the cultural impact that he's going to have. Obviously, worth every penny. I mean, he's he's worth every every penny of the day mm-hmm. he signed up. Oh, uh, just due to jersey sales and all that kind of stuff. But he's he's a. He will, he will raise the bar at United, and mm-hmm. I think I think the biggest benefit they can get is just a little bit increased accountability, a little bit more leadership, a little bit more belief in that side. Because uh, you see, you, you see, they still have some uh, uh, some 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 tendencies. Uh, it was, wouldn't it was say nice where of, the wouldn't say yeah. where the finished article. It's, it was nice of uh, Jesse Lingard <laughs> to remind everyone why he was sent on loan to to begin with <laughs> in the, in that Champions League performance. If you don't uh, love him at Jay Ling's, don't love him at his. <laughs> inexplicable back pass in the 96th minute. <laughs> I, oh, well, man. actually, we're on it. Alleged. Let's just, a, a, to your point, Pat, I think let's just address it head on. The reason why I'm not freaking out and why I think, I think we'll still qualify, if not qualify comfortably, is because Ronaldo's in that team. And he's like, oh, no. Like, I, I don't want this to sound like an indictment on our coaching staff, although they have left me with a few questions. I think having a person like Ronaldo in there who's just a serial winner... You know, we haven't had a team. Bruno is, like, starting to fill that mold. Um, Pogba has always had questions. We've never had a serial winner who's like, we don't tolerate this. So I think with a little assistance from coaching, um, we'll be able to navigate the rest of that group pretty yeah. easily. Because you saw him walking around the field after the game. He's like, oh, oh, like, this is the task on our hands. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm still waiting for one. Of, I, I haven't watched every minute of these United games, but I'm still waiting for a classic Ronaldo when he kind of jumps around and spins in a circle, pointing at his feet in the box 
when he was covered by like four people. Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. waiting for that peak level of Ronaldo frustration. Mm-hmm. It's not very great audio. You'll content, get it, but I, but You'll you know what it. I'm, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, you know he had a I'm pop at the, about. he had a pop at the ref for a penalty that never was. So that's already game two. That's already come to come to fruition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I mentioned, smacking <laughs> some dude in the head in the in the international break. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that Bruno that Bruno assist was was Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's man, great combination. Yeah, we can just string it all together. Good to have him back. I'm sure. I'm sure. Man, well, I mean, part and parcel with the United talk. This came up a few times um, when we charged the community with some with some questions for us. The ask us anything. People want to know about the top four, Patrick. We obviously made our predictions: uh, City, United, Chelsea, Liverpool. Those are the top four. Everton's spoiling the party right now, and we will get to them. But in amongst the top five, they're all right there. They all look every bit as good as we we predicted them to be, um, even though weaknesses kind of cracking through here and there per team. But do you feel any differently? Do you have any changes? Like, are you surprised, nope. not surprised? Where? How are we looking with the top four? No changes. Nope. No notes. If... if um... Let me put it this way: I could I could write a tweet for Boxing Day right now that would work. You know, one of those tweets that just kind of ends like you say a statement and then just have like the one word after. It would just be like Manchester United, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Man City are all ten points clear of the of the side, and that's the first time in history that ever happened. Golf. That's what I would tweet, and I can lock it right now. They're going to be so far right, apart. right. It's like the Statman Dave approach, where it's like right. levels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, golf. There will maybe not quite by Boxing Day in ten points, but I I don't mm-hmm. think that we're, you know, let's 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 call it you know the um, the, the 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 halfway point of the season. I think that they are still a clear top four. You know, maybe somebody's yeah. hanging in the mix. You know, like the way that Leicester does and then falls off. Tottenham could stick around for a little bit. Everton won't, but sure, we can entertain it. Um, West Ham's shown some some fight in them, them as well. So, uh, but no, they're the they're the four best teams, and there is a in in my opinion significant gap to whoever you rate as the fifth best team. I don't, yeah, you, you can pick pick them out of a bag. I don't care. You can debate about who the best the fifth best team in the league is, and I think fairly. But it's it's if you're putting anybody in in that top four, uh, you know I think God, you're crazy. I think this crazy. is. Uh, there is a part of me that pains not seeing Arsenal scrapping for fourth out of four, making sure they get that nice and early Champions League qualifier. But I do totally agree. You could make a case for any of those four teams, just like we did at the beginning of the season, for them to have shown up the best so far. I'd, I'd check your head a little bit if you said United. I th- I'm, I'm big enough to admit, I think out of the four, they look the shakiest with some bizarre kind of like yeah. schizophrenic performances. Um but again, I'm backing them to sort it out, surely. So, uh, it, but the golf is back with, with, I think we have a top four. I'm ready to get rid of the top six. Well, let's, let's <laughs> hang on a minute here. Let's hang on a minute. I think we got the- Oh, sorry, we'll, 16. 16. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're, 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 you must have like scrolled your computer a little bit over too far one side and cut off that other digit. You, you'll notice there's two sixes there. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> Chelsea, Liverpool, Man City all conceded just just the one goal so far. Chelsea mm-hmm. and Liverpool conceded that goal against each other. So right. I mean, we're, we're we're talking we're talking some peak peak levels of performance. No one really slow out the gate. 
even though I mean City City lost the uh, the opener to Spurs right, and then um, United with was the draw was this, was it uh, Southampton? Yeah, drew Southampton yeah. and then so needed a, not and against a great result the, against the run of play smash and grab victory against Wolves. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. that's where I would agree with you. I think United. Um, I think in my opinion, like who's looked the best, and it would be in this order: Chelsea, Liverpool, City, United. That would be my order. But it's it's yeah. it's tight amongst that. Four. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably agree with you. Maybe swap City and Liverpool. Yeah, I think Chelsea's looked the best, and I think mm-hmm. that's the biggest gap right now, just in terms of like the eye test. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lukaku, Lukaku's good. just doing Lukaku shit. Uh, yeah. If you watch the highlights against Villa, he looks like a man on a mission, and he scored in the mm-hmm. Champions League as well. This oh, guy dude, looks like just he's send he's a guy back, back to the Premier League yeah, with a screwed past. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's awesome. Everyone, it's awesome. Look out. Oh, all right. Well, let's talk about the bridesmaid and not the bride. Uh, we, Patrick, we need to talk about Everton. Please. We, we're, we're coming off a segment where we're like, we were spot on about the top four, although I don't think that was sh- a big shock to the system for anyone who follows the Premier League. So I can't give sure. us too much credit for that take. But. Sitting as the team with four, okay, sitting in fourth place, 10 points, no losses. What is going on over there? They've got no Sigurdsson. James Rodriguez is on Reject Island on his Twitch. Uh, Calvert-Lewin now looks like he has a long-term knock. And you've got players like Andros Townsend and Damari Gray playing out of their minds. Mm -hmm. Is this a manager bounce? I'm a little surprised we even had a manager bounce, um, but surely they're not going to wallow to the depth that we had predicted them at um yeah they're probably not relegation fodder i could probably cool it on that um this is a team that finished mid-table last season they also started five and oh last season if if you remember correctly i believe that um i believe that game that merseyside derby that van dyke got hurt in uh was the first points that they dropped i think that was a draw Uh, that harry hindsight over here yeah and so I'm not buying this, not one bit. We'll give Damari Gray coming playing the way he's playing. He looks like another man on a mission, albeit at a at a at a lower tier, but very very inspiring performances out of him. I'd even put him I, above Lukaku on the chip on your shoulder awards. He is when yeah. you see his celebrations, like that boy got demons. Yeah, I cannot. He did, wait. He did not want to go to Leverkusen. <laughs> you know, I yeah, he he. Yeah. Uh, I'd put it at like a fifty-fifty shot. He gets sent off at the King Power Stadium. I think he's just got a, a <laughs> vendetta to prove. He's gonna go way too fast. He's gonna be like Dan James. Uh, after he's gonna make due. he's gonna make Philbert Fox an active part of his celebration. And I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, it's 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 gonna be bad. It's gonna be real bad. But no, look, it's it's a it's a bang average team. That's that's that's. It's starting the season well. Uh, Andres Townsend, I'm sure he'll be he'll come up later in this episode. Uh, oh, the, the guy's just Premier League. He's 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 a he's a he's a Premier League. He's like a mid table Premier League dude that's got a goal of the season in him every five years. That's it. I don't think he's that good. Yeah, but he's like serviceable, and he's gonna <laughs> and he, and he he can play on many many teams in the league, uh, and he he can cause problems for folks. But it's just it's just it's just a team that's just. For me, it's just like too average, and I think eventually, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, you know, I think that's just going to fall apart. What about Benitez, Patrick? Do you think he's already won over some fans, or do you think like fans just like seeing their team winning, and the second things go bad, it'll be like, oh yeah, that guy did manage Liverpool. What the fuck? <laughs> like yeah, maybe, switch back around. I think I think winning solves everything. 
in absolutely nearly every situation. If this dude gets them into Europe, they're not going to give a shit that he coached uh, at, at Liverpool, managed Liverpool rather. But you know, look, I mean, they they've their points are against you know went against Southampton, Brighton, and Burnley, and they have they were they were behind in the Southampton game. I think they were tied or behind in the uh, in the Burnley game. Good good result at Brighton. Give them that. Uh, and then, then you got you know a, a draw with Leeds, and you know we you know as much as we love Leeds, Leeds got some questions to answer recently too. So you know I think that as they uh, as they get into a little bit more of a difficult run of fixtures, and they don't they don't really have that difficult of a run of fixtures uh, for a while in terms of like those teams that you would say are a top four threat, right? They have mm-hmm. United at the beginning of October, and then they don't have to play uh, Spurs until until November. And then there's all these other teams that you would expect them if to be kind of either, in my opinion, they're like on the level. For me, they're on the level with West Ham. They're on the level with Wolves. They're on the level with Villa. Uh, that'll be interesting for them if, if they can win those games and separate themselves. And I think you got okay. This is a this is a legitimate threat for Europe. Uh, but I fully expect them to drop a decent amount of points. Uh, but they might hang around longer than we expect just due to their schedule. Uh, but I, I I see them again. That's that's one by you know December. I expect them. Yeah, I think yeah. Maybe, I mean, it's a good They'll start. find their level. Yeah, but I think they're going to be fighting for Europa League as they were a year ago. That would be my guess as to how they're 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 going to go. Okay, not reading too far into it. Uh, no, with the quality of players they have on the pitch, I have to agree. You you yeah. kind of think it's going to tell at some point. Like they'll they'll correct to the mean. Um, I think Benitez like just table stakes walking into that job and being like, I'm still a great tactician. I'm still a great manager. I'll get a tune out of these players is a bit commendable. Um, yeah, yeah so, no, fair play to him. Fair play. but I gave him season, little credit at the start of the season. Right, right. I think some words were said, but let's yeah. leave it a little credit. They got um, a, show and, me, a show me game this week at Villa Park. If they can go get a result at Villa Park, that'll that'll get my attention. So right. far, I'm not, not impressed. Yeah, and hopefully uh, he gets a better tune out of who I'm calling the most punchable player in the Premier League. Except for maybe Jack Grealish, who literally got socked by that Birmingham City fan that one mm-hmm. time. But yeah. Richarlison, that guy, that guy sucks. <laughs> that guy, you can like him as a player. I hate him and everything he stands for because he threw a fit when he got subbed off at the end of the game after they had completed the comeback, which just rings so true to when he wasn't allowed to take the penalty because he just wanted to get in on the act and like get his goals. And I know that's part of being a striker, but like. Team mentality does not exist for this guy. You know what it is for me? It's it's that it, it seems it seems like an act to me. It doesn't seem genuine. It almost seems like he feels like he's got to throw the fit to kind of keep up his image. Like you I don't think he's just like found his way too far down a bit that he can't double back on. And I don't we'll know get that, that I'd call it. I don't know. I don't. I don't know that it, that that I'd call it a bit, but just like. Like this like, is who like, I am now. Like, like you don't like. There's no, there's no benefit to doing it. Like, who? It just, it just, it just oh, blows yeah. my mind that someone can get to this level and be that petulant. But I guess that's a testament to his skill. I think someone hit fast forward on his brain development at about sixth grade, and was like, "Here you are. You are now 26 years old. <laughs> Your emotional intelligence that is will exactly come that. That feels very apropos for that age." Sure, yeah. You subbed out at the 81st minute. Nearly got all the way on. And then mm-hmm. he's, he's still got to throw he had, a little He fit. had plenty of time. Well, maybe he thinks it's his, it's his time for penalties. Why would it be? He didn't even score in that game. <laughs> no, I'm saying with Calvert-Lewin out, 
And oh, I'm not sure. saying I'm not saying Richarlison had anything to do with it. I am definitely not suggesting that. But he might be top of the pecking order. Dude, I said Pickford up before I said Richarlison. I wanted Richarlison, Damari Gray at the King Power debate on who's taking the penalty. That's it. Yeah. That's it. That's neither backing down. Santa, if I want one thing in twenty twenty two. Yeah, we'll have to see All what right. the game is. Here is a new segment called Spare a Thought to Arsenal. <laughs> Spare a thought. Sixteenth. <laughs> Sixteenth. Out of the drop zone. Um, first reported by Nicola Pepe on his <laughs> Talk your shit, Nick. <laughs> I love that. Okay, what, walk, what, was, what was going through his mind, do you think, when he posted that? I th- like I think, I think this dude is hilarious. The, like you know, you the, like the training ground photos of this dude. The dude just seems to uh, you know when he's when he's having a when he's having a good time. This guy seems to be one of the one of the funnier dudes. Like he's like right there with the Bamiyang and, and Lacazette all the time. Just they're the it's 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 it sucks that your 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 most veteran players are also the team's biggest jokesters. Uh, but <laughs> he's he's always he's always in that. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was. I thought it was. It was. It was great, especially for a dude who um, se- get, seems to get endless criticism. Just to just to right. throw something like that out there is right. I just lo- I love it. I have. And I don't think it. he was it's being so fac- harmless. I don't think he was being facetious at all. He was just like, "This is objectively funny." <laughs> <laughs> when they win their first game, <laughs> except I'm sure to many diehard Arsenal fans, it was anything but funny. Um, I thought it was hilarious. Okay, well there you go. Maybe you're yeah. not diehard enough, bro. Why do why do I why do I gotta get upset about that? Yeah, you got the dub, and it was probably deservedly Pepe's goal um, after that mess. But hey, there you go. Nice clean one nil victory against Norwich. Roll on Burnley away. Patrick, is the Norwich game worth reading into at all, or is it like let's judge the squad after Burnley, see if we can string two wins together? Um, I mean, define reading into, I mean, it's, it's, I think the thing that people need to, uh, I think people are starting to understand it, uh, is that for better or worse, this is, this is the Mikel Arteta show and it will be for a while, you know, again, barring, you know, in my opinion, a legitimate relegation battle, which isn't, you know, three games into the season. It's, you know. If, if you're in 16th or 17th by you know Christmas, I think that I honestly think like that's the bar for Mikel Arteta this season is to be in a legitimate relegation battle like halfway through the season. So what I was really appreciative of was the fans at the Emirates backing the team tremendously, mm-hmm. backing the new signings. You know, the, the, the offseason strategy was very clear. We brought in two 21-year-olds, two 22-year-olds, two 23-year-olds. Great incoming window. Do couldn't sell. What's what's the you know you can't sell ice to a polar bear? I don't know if that's the saying, but a dude couldn't do it. Doesn't matter what the analogy is, a dude mm-hmm. can't do it. Uh, don't don't piss in his pocket and tell him it's raining. Exactly, James. Um, and so, business aside, you know I think it's just this team is a long way off where they want to be. I've talked about that. Uh, and so, what I'm looking for each game is that they're playing, playing with a purpose, playing for the playing for the badge, playing for each other. We got a lot of that in Norwich. Playing with a little bit of pride, which we saw none of against Manchester City. Like, that was just one of the most pathetic performances. Miserable international break. Right. And, you know, we, Arsenal were good value for the win in this game. Uh, 
but the fact that they were only able to get one goal off 30 shots, it's it tells you a little bit about just this team's just not not where they they, they fully want clicking. to be yet. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I do think the first 11 for this team is it's a good team and it's a team that can grow into itself. Was that so, the first 11? No, Thomas Party wasn't playing. Uh, right. But I think it was pretty okay. close outside of that. I think I think that I thought we I think we got the fir- the good uh, the, the 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 first look at the preferred back four, uh, and I thought it was a a pretty good showing out of all of them. Um, I would love if our midfield good call was... on the back four too. <laughs> I'm yeah. glad it wasn't the, the the Norwich back five. Yeah, that would have been brutal. Uh, Kolasinac just just begging to get into the team, uh, but no, I do th- I do think. I'm trying to think. Yeah, no, the party and Emil Smith Rowe didn't start, so mm-hmm. you know you'll probably have a rotation of uh, Emil Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Saka, Pepe, Lacazette, Aubameyang. I'm, I'm sure they'll all get their minutes. Uh, maybe maybe a an odd start for uh, for Flo Balogun, but other than that, I mean, I think you're that's pretty good. Look at your starting starting eleven, and they're 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 clicking kind of on a on a. Uh, like an intensity, you know, wavelength, and you could feel the intensity picking up in the second half there. But man, it's just you can't be getting, you can't be sweating Norwich at home, you know. So it's it's still yeah. a it's still a team that's just off the pace. So they're gonna have some bumps in the road, but uh, it's you know you got a lot of new faces. It's gonna take them a while to gel. It's gonna be bumpy. It's gonna be rocky. Mm-hmm. You're gonna lose some games. I'm not gonna overreact. Uh, the things that were particularly damning are performances in the in the vein of the Manchester City performance. It was a team that showed up thinking they had zero chance to win that game, and it showed from, uh, you know, pretty much the start. Uh, and I can't say the full start because by the time I woke up at four thirty in the morning uh, and turned the game on in the eleventh minute, they were already down. You you essentially missed the only good part of that game as an Arsenal fan. Right? Yeah, I heard the first five minutes were good, <laughs> but I couldn't bring myself to go back and watch it. So I no, can't no, you, we're not. Nobody's doing that. Sure. We're not doing that. Uh-uh. So no, I mean, self care is is important. Look, and the thing is, it's you know, Spurs showed themselves a little bit. Shout out Patrick Vieira, just getting another one over on them, just spanking mm-hmm. them left like right around, putting them right back below, not letting them start on twelve points. Uh, but yeah, yeah, for all the talk of where Spurs were and where Arsenal were, um, if Spurs go on and lose uh, lose this week, I think they got a tough game. I think they got Chelsea this week. Then, um, you know, next thing you know, that mm-hmm. North London derby, if Arsenal can go get three points there, we're each on nine points. I think it's a whole different understanding. Uh, I think that it, it, the, 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 you're going to have some duds. Uh, and Burnley might be one of them. Uh, the, for me, at home, North London derby. Can't be a dud, uh, can't get spanked. So that's that's the game that matters, I think, the most. And really, I mean, mm-hmm. what's what, what, are you, what are you really talking about? What matters, right? Like, what's at stake for Arsenal this season? I don't think top four is really on the line unless something crazy happens. So just get better. That's what I'm looking for. So hopefully they can keep doing that. And that's a season long journey for me. Uh, and then any like really really embarrassing results? Like, are we talking like what was it going to take for Arteta to lose his job? I think I mentioned that. So. Right, we don't want hidings. We don't want embarrassing results. Yeah. Otherwise, and I know it's... I'm I'm on I'm on a far end of the spectrum here. Uh, not the first time that's been said about me. Yeah, and Dr. patience. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot of people that want Arteta out, and based on you know what we've seen on the on the pitch and uh, man management, all that kind of thing. You know, you, I can't really say. Yeah, you know that's that's a that's a, 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 a rational standpoint. I'm just looking at the facts. Of the matter is, he's not getting sacked, so I'm backing him. It's it's funny, Patrick. I had the most akin reaction to your 
what you, what you've like noted is your point of view on Arteta before. Most recently, uh, yesterday, watching United against Young Boys and like th- th- probably the lowest I've been on Ollie in like a long, long time. Sure. Uh, and I had that feeling of like, well, he's either gonna sort it out or he's not. It's like if we don't qualify for the Champions League, then like whether it's immediately or after, like he's he's toast. Like yep. it, it, we're either going to figure it out and I'll be happy or it's not. And we'll realize we got to move on. Like I, I got to that point with, with like my, my understanding of his tenure and like, trust me, I still, I still think we're on the up and up. I, I think there's a lot of merit to what he's done, but I did have that moment of like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> what, are, what are we doing here? And anyway, mm-hmm. it had me, it had me thinking similarly of like, yeah, you, you might as well like, don't throw don't throw your toys out the out the pram. Just understand yeah. it as like if you don't get what you want, there will be change. And this is that season for it, it might not be that season for Arteta, but this is certainly that season for Ollie, where it's like stand and deliver. You think if he goes what do you think he he, he stays if let me put the situation to you. Um I think he obviously I think a trophy and he stays, but you think if if he finishes top four, no trophies, what do you think happens? Top four, no trophies. He's out. He's done. Really? I think so. I think so. Um, and is it is Conti's job then? Here's where I don't know. I don't know. Um, I I certainly think he'd get a t- like a title of us before he combusts. But anyway, that's too yeah. far down the line. I think. Sure. I think where there's gray area. I think where there would be gray area, which is like a total cop out, is like we finish like third or fourth and. We imagine we don't qualify for the Champions League, but we win the Carabao Cup. It's like, oh, what are we doing here, guys? <laughs> like, yeah, we got I a think, call to make on what our standards are. Well, I don't, I don't think he. I mean, I, I don't think it's there's there's a world where they miss top four. I don't think I don't think that's even possible. No, but I said third or fourth because it's a yeah. downgrade, right? Sure, sure. You know? Yeah, but like, what's really like? I think that you'll be. I think if you finish fourth, you might be closer to the title than you were last year when you finished second. It's it's hard to say right now. It's hard, you know. There, sure. yeah. Second second hits different depending on how the season goes. Just like fourth can hit different. I kind of I kind of feel like they'll ride with him if he keeps getting Champions League. I think a trophy would go a long, long, long way. Uh, but you know, if he if you know, it's unanimously discussed yeah. that it's it's put up or shut up time. And with mm. this squad winning the team a trophy, it's, to your point, I don't know if when push comes to shove. If the Glazers are gonna ditch what's comfortable, but that's, that's what I mean. why I, th- I think yeah. you'll start. I think you'll start hearing fans get a little more vocal. United fans have always been pretty good about never being, you know, straight up volatile towards managers, and they would never do that with Ollie. But I think you would get you would get a little bit of discontent if um, there was no action taken mm-hmm. after a, a rough season. Anyway, I don't think we're in that place. I don't think we're in that place. So yeah, James, think positive. Jeez, no, we're fine. We're fine. We're working out the kinks. We got CR7. We're doing just fine. Patrick, Freak of the Week. Why don't you go ahead? My Freak of the Week is primarily NBC. I forget who's on the call for the Arsenal game. (laughs) But mostly, generally speaking, anyone who doesn't understand why uh, Aubameyang's goal was onside. It seemed to be this whole big discussion. They didn't get it right on on the broadcast. It just simply was a... Because he was behind the ball? 
Yeah, so when Nicola Pepe went tumbling I mean, over case Tim Krul, yeah, he was behind the book. But they're all talking like, "Well, Obama was also the 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 the, the watching watching the the, the broadcast. Uh, the, the the whoever was doing the broadcast was saying they expected that call to be uh, turned over for offside, or it was going to be close. It's going to be interesting how they see this. When quite clearly, Nicola Pepe did this nice little maneuver, flipped over Tim Krul off the side of his leg, perfectly placed mm-hmm. for the tap-in merchant. Aubameyang slamming it home. Mm-hmm. Freak of the week, anyone who doesn't understand that. That's a basic rule. Behind the ball, onside. That's all that matters. Can you name he, a more... in? Oh, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. And I just... I We give them... We give them shit. But guess who's on the VAR? Who? It was Mike Dean. Wow. It all makes sense, Patrick. It was Mike Dean. It all makes sense. He giveth and he taketh. You got it. You got to give him the praise when he gets it right. Because I know it's killing him in there. I know it's killing him in the booth. But man, that guy is a... If there's a big call to make, especially one that other people don't see, well, he'll find a way Patrick, to make it. Mike Dean is a contrarian first and a Spurs fan second. Correct. So... If Correct. if he can if he can shake up the pile he'll he'll do that and mm-hmm. uh, the only thing I was gonna say before was can you name a more frustrating scenario as a sports fan this is certainly top three but a scenario when, when a scenario when um, there's something you so clearly notice that the commentators aren't picking up on or I, like going up against it's 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 remarkable uh, it's remarkable to me. And, and maybe you give them a little bit of credit because they're 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 watching the game live, but like I feel like you still should be able to see a lot of that. There should be somebody in your ear telling you what's good. It is it is one of my biggest pet peeves. What you just mentioned there, James, is knowing something to be true and listening to mm-hmm. somebody else, Tony Romo, like have no idea out. how to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know, Jim. It's like well, it's pretty clear, Tony. Pretty damn clear. <laughs> uh, Who's my freaky freak? week, Patrick? I have to, I got to take it out of the Premier League, technically, although he's still the goddamn intro to our podcast. Jose Mourinho, (laughs) the 1,000th manager man. He managed to mark it with a dub against Roma in the Serie A. That's all fine and good. Happy for him. His Roma are actually top of the league. I would love that story. But man, he's got to stop doing the touchline run. He's it's like in it's like in knocked up. It's like, oh, he's doing too much of the dice roll dance. <laughs> like it loses its value. Yeah, yeah. For the fifth game of the season. Uh it was an El Sharawi goal, which has got to be a bit of a relic and got you pretty excited at this at this day and age. Uh but yeah, I I love it. I love it. I remember we were talking with uh Mark Steven Nigel and they we were they were they were, you know, thinking on how how do uh how do people keep falling for Mourinho's trap? It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's that damn smile, man. It's that damn smile. Just getting him, we're in that cycle in. And if you don't, and I, I'm, I'm amongst the population, I believe, that, 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 that should be hating this man the most. But if you can't appreciate just a little bit of that, dude's the banter king. He's not he just, even like. He's the best. He's biking he's, around. He's just biking he's, around Italy. He's half manager, half meme. I feel like yeah. he's more of a meme now. And it's upsetting because. He was once upon a time considered to be the best modern coach in football, post Fergie. I think that the way that his career has kind of gone, his career trajectory, I think that you're, um, we'll, we'll have to see where a lot of these, you know, kind of current coaches kind of finish their Premier League career. But I think it was always like Ferguson and then 
the debate between you know who's 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 the better Premier League manager for or Wenger or or Mourinho, and I think mm-hmm. Mourinho has aged more uh, has aged at a, a, a more poorly than than Wenger has over recent years. I think that the oh. Arsenal's trajectory has made Wenger look better, and Mourinho has gone out of his way to ruin his reputation in the Premier sure. League. Sure, with things like this, I mean, just for a little, um, just for a little historical breakdown of the touchline run. Um, this was how he became famous with that arrogant flair um, as a young brash manager. He did it iconically against United with the goal that sent Porto to the next round of the Champions League. He did it again for Chelsea against Liverpool in his second stint. And now he's doing it in early August against Sassuolo, who are essentially the Burnley of Serie A. He's got the... <laughs> he's got the uh, also the knee slide right onto the pitch. I think that was in his Milan days, maybe his Real Madrid days. I can't quite remember, but in a full suit, knee sliding out of his technical area mm-hmm. onto the pitch after a goal. I mean, he's a showman. He's a showman. And at the end of the day, sport is entertainment. He's a, he's a divisive character, uh, and I have just come to appreciate uh, divisive characters for, for, mm-hmm. the, um, for the spectacle rather than that I hate them on the principle, if you will. Right, right. Enjoy it. Enjoy it while mm-hmm. it's in front of you. So right. anyway, for that reason, he is my freak. Although he did say on Instagram he apologized to the South Swallow manager. I don't know if that's just like a troll in of itself. But anyway, apparently, yeah. apparently he apologized. I'm sorry our last minute goal offended you. I will uh, I'll be more conscious of that the next time we score a last minute goal against you. Oh man. I'm sorry I sprinted right past you. <laughs> uh goal of the week and goal of the month, Patrick. This is gonna be interesting. Um I, you, you alluded to it earlier, so I'll let you I'll let you finish the thought. Goal of the week, who you got? So actually my goal of the week and goal of the month are both from this week. Uh, but my goal well, of the goal of the month is from August, Patrick. Oh, it's September sixteenth. Hmm. I suppose hmm. you got a point there. Um, hmm. So I'm going to go with my goal of the week first, um, <laughs> and then I'll I'll, I'll hear which some was, frantic typing, and then we'll we'll come back. Which was which was previously uh, my goal of the month. Now I'm bumping it up a <laughs> slot. It's got to be Andres Townsend. Uh, what an absolute banger! What an absolute banger. I mentioned earlier in this. <laughs> He's Andros Townsend. He's not Hispanic. What did I say? Andres. That's an Andre. What, how do you say it? Andros with an O. It's kind of like Davos, like Game of Thronesian. I saw that the other day and I thought it was a typo. Mm, you you saw, played yourself. I saw Andros and I was like, that's not right. It's Andros. He, he's, he's an Englishman. Well, let's just call him Townsend. Uh, this guy Townsend, to disagree. Yeah, this guy Townsend, uh, just absolute pearl banger. I believe on his weaker foot, though I'm not 100 percent sure. He had a goal of the year a few few years ago against Manchester City with a volley for mm-hmm. me uh, mm-hmm. outside of the box. So this guy's got a banger in his locker. It's Townsend for me. James, hit me with your goal of the week and goal of the month, and don't pay attention to anything else you might hear. Of course, of course, Patrick. Well, I'm here to back you up. I'm going with Townsend as well. Um, Honestly, up until it was the Monday game, so up until then, you could have locked, stocked, and smoking barreled Bruno's goal um, yep. against Newcastle. Like that was it for me. And then when you see Townsend's bias aside, it was more dynamic. It was more difficult. The defenders were actually on him, and he created a shot. Versus Bruno was like, "Oh, they're backing off of me. We'll have some of this." So I think if you're looking at it, all things being right. equal, you got to give it to Townsend. He that man knows how to score a goal. The Goal of the whatever contender. 
Um, but for all you Bruno oh, fans sure. out there, all for you United sure. fans out there, I know you're out there with me, rocking with the boys. August goal of the month. That's right, August, not mid-September goal of the month. We're talking Bruno against Leeds. It was the over-the-top ball from uh, Lindelof and having to swing the body shape and foot around for an insane volley to put Leeds out of their poor misery. What a goal. What a month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Patrick, so, um, let's see here. Dan, I think Danny Ings was a top contender with the with the bicycle kick. Yeah, no, he got my goal of the week, match week oh, two. Oh, okay, okay, uh, I see. Yeah, Surely. so I, th- I think I actually have, and he 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 got goal of the month on the Premier League website, mind you. So uh, this is just clearly not, you know, I'm not I'm not going to fall in line like that. But I am going to choose a goal from the same game, James, the uh, the John McGinn goal. Oh my god, in that game. <laughs> oh, deep cut. What? It was a good goal. It was a good goal. It was on the. It was on. It was on the short list. It wasn't a goal. For, it wasn't a goal of the month. It was a good goal. It was on. It was. It was. A, it was a nominee for goal of the month. The same way Bruno was, and also not goal of the month. So you tell me what's a goal of the month, James? John McGinn, <laughs> uh, great goal. Just the details are escaping me right now. But just <laughs> goal time. Um, no way! You didn't even see the video. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's that is just so such a ludicrous claim. Uh, this is James. Bro, I'm James, dying. stop this! Stop this! This is this is <laughs> unseemly. I don't it, but uh. this is unseemly, James. Yeah, this is unbecoming of podcasters as seasoned as ourselves. Shout out the 100th episode content, which is coming your way. <clears throat> yeah, that's your segue. That will come soon. Okay, come soon. Let's just leave this all behind us, huh? I don't think this deserves a post, really. Roll on September. What, month? Yeah, roll on September. Patrick. Well, first of all, District. I just saw okay. the John McGinn goal again. I just had to remind myself. <laughs> again. What a cool finish. What a cool finish. It was a good goal. Um, it was a good just, goal. Just, yeah, yeah, beautiful on the half volley, on the skip, upper 90s. Mm. Again, it's mm-hmm. one of those you know tomato-potato situation, James. Not every goal is for everybody. Um, that was our solar.com goal of the month as well. Ooh, tell me about that. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was, it was these bright and shiny objects that effectively puts money in your pocket. And if you register at solar.com, use the code prem to the prem, I think 19, um, you hmm. get, uh, what was it, James? $500 off your, off your solar project? Something like that? Yeah, I don't think it was, I think it was more percentage wise versus flat rate, but, um, mm. I think you hit all the major points. We should probably update that code to the uh, correct year, but guys, honestly, if you're interested in solar... Yes. Tell them Prem Del Prem sent you, and we will get you sorted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fight those high-energy bills. Folks, De- with solar.com. Degenerate district. Wow, James. So, thank you for um, sending this over to me. Do we have a men of culture? I had a men of culture. Did you have a men okay. of culture? I had, I had a back pocket men of culture. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, I was just going to say, um, shout out Barcelona. Uh, for not getting a shot Ooh. on target in their first Champions League game against Messi. Or without Messi, rather. Without Messi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Just I mean, that just hits different, doesn't it? It's, yeah. um... Against it Bayern, it's a brutal first game. It's a brutal it has game. reached the point where I don't like seeing them the way they are. Yeah. It's, it's freaking Barcelona. 
It's or Barcelona. You can't. Yeah. You can't be rocking Memphis. To, no disrespect. I actually. He's been balling. He's, he's he's at the top. He's at the top of my. I wish it worked out at United players, but I'm gonna say it anyway. You can't be rocking a washed up Philippe Coutinho, a Memphis Depay, and some kid as your front line. And even if it was Usman Dembele, I'm standing by that a kid remark. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, no, no. You're, you're, you're. It's, it's not. It's not <laughs> a, the Barcelona of old. And the thing is, like the um, it's uncouth. The new, um, the new technical director, whoever, whoever's in charge of the club right now, is is going to. He he's steering this club through very treacherous waters, and it's going to look ugly in real time. But he is. He got their wage bill, I think, from like 130% to under 90%. Obviously, big help from some of the players taking a pay cut. Uh, but, you know, it's going to look bad, right? Because, it, uh, what's his name? Griezmann, you, you sell back for like half the amount you bought him from the same team. That's also the team that you gave Suarez to a year. I mean, it's just the optics around everything look horrible at Barcelona. But that guy's doing an incredible job. He really, really is. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's making I think the it, most I think it's, out of a truly awful situation yeah and i think that you know we're gonna avoid obviously there was like gambling and other things that happened to, to, to like juventus back in the day but we're gonna avoid that like decade-long lull from this institution i think we're talking two where, where the trap door just drops out right right i think that this guy has saved them from that i think you have enough servants in the club uh, i think it was busquets uh jordi alba and pk who all uh Messi's salary was just so large i guess right that, they're like that, we're they, in they couldn't work uh, but those those three also uh, drop their wages significantly, um, if not entirely. I don't. I don't know what the total, the, the the sum was, but enough so that they could. They just had to register their new signings. You know, that's how bad the right. situation was. Right. Um, so he's doing a really, really remarkable job. But it's going to be. I think it's, honestly, what I think is going to happen for Barcelona. I think it's going to be a a really tough two years. Messi's going to come back on a really club friendly deal. They're going to get some. They're going to be in a better financial position. COVID will be. Over, they're going to make a little bit more money, and they're going to have Last a couple dance. nice signings. Yeah, and I think I think Barcelona will be set back on its track in the 2023-2024 season. I think this next two seasons are going to be tough for them, though. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, my man of culture was just, I saw a video of a Leeds fan somehow ending up in the same elevator as Bielsa, and it's just ear-splitting <laughs> silence. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Maybe I'll post it to the gram. Um, look it up if you want. Uh, no words were exchanged. It was just the Leeds fan looking like a little kid full of glee, and Bielsa was like, get me out of this goddamn elevator. Yep, 100%, 100%. And shout out um, Harvey Elliott. Awful to see, especially for a kid having a great start to his season. Um, get well soon. Been nothing but class in the wake of his injury as well. So, Right, still like... see it. Kind of like lobbying on uh, Leeds' <laughs> yeah. behalf that like the red card wasn't legit, which is yeah. all-time power move. Like from the hospital, tweeting. Also, he um, he gave uh, he he gave something. I think he gave something to uh, like some kid in the hospital wing. Like was yeah. playing was playing yeah, a game of jersey. football. Broke yeah. broke something. He signed something. He's just class act. So rooting for his recovery. Uh, Probably next season, right? Yeah, next season probably for him, unfortunately, with an injury like okay. that. So Andre, uh, was it uh, Andres Gomez? Was it the Everton guy? Yeah. Is his first name Andres? Andre. Just, Andre. Yeah. Man, okay, so that's a, that's the uh, etymology of, of your I'm just error. A, I'm just a syllable off tonight, I guess, with the Everton players. But yeah, he, he came back pretty quick after Son's disgusting challenge mm-hmm. um, back in the day. 
Anyway, on to the district. So we're through four weeks. I did not make any bets match week three. That is not out of uh, self-preservation. Um, James and I did a, uh, a power hour and just didn't have it in me. So we got three weeks of data. So far, James, so far, all in all, we're going to 12.5% ROI. Uh, that's better than the stock market average, 10% over you know, okay. his, history. So Noted. Uh, just for the record, I mean, even 15 and 15, 9 and 5 on my locks, uh, 9 and 5 on my locks, my spicy meatballs, I actually am uh, have a losing record, but due to the odds, I have a 14.5% ROI. Uh, donkeys have not served me well, but that's what they're there for. Um, so going into this week, we got a lot of good games. I think we got a lot of really, really good odds on the table. So I'm playing the volume game, James. The volume game. And so sticking with uh, my lock of the week first, uh, I I really only have like one or two locks in here. uh, But the one that I'm going to lead with, lead with, you're going to think this is crazy, but I'm going Norwich at home over Watford relegation battle. I feel like the home team just wins these games. I'm getting that at plus 120, which I love. There's not a lot of really, you know, That's a lock for you? It is. It is. There's a lot of meatballs this week, James. I got three locks, one of which is paying for an Arsenal win uh, with Burnley to draw or lose. That's at minus 122. Well, you've already already compromised the, the nature of the lock. What do you mean? You're not making that judgment based on what you think is going to happen. You're just kind of hedging Arsenal. Don't you think that's a little cheap? No, not at all. <laughs> okay. Not Very well. Proceed. I also think it's a. I also do think it's a difficult game for Arsenal to win, and so Burnley okay. at even odds, draw or better, isn't the craziest thing in my opinion. And if Arsenal win, okay. fantastic. It feels um, more like a meatball to me, but all right. Then I'll put it in the meatball category, James. Anyway, right. onto my real meatballs. I got a lot, a lot of meatballs today, James. But I'm just going to hit you with the three. Yes, I said it. The three at over plus 300 odds. So that means we win one of these bad Larrys. We're positive. If we win two, we're doing real good. Three, absolutely swimming in it, paying for the entire week. So Brentford away to Wolves is plus 360. Feels like more of a toss-up game to me. I'm sticking on Brentford. No, there haven't been overwhelmingly positive results, but Will's been a little, little, uh, little rough out the gate. Um, you're not gonna love this one, James. But West Ham United at home to Manchester United. I think it's gonna be a tougher game than the mm-hmm. odds that we're getting, which is a plus three twenty on West Ham. Ooh. I think that's, I think that's, that's a little, uh, that's a little spicy for me. Uh, the way we've just, been playing, that, that could be a fun one. Yeah. Yeah, and what West Ham's a. West Ham's a tough out for any they team. They will not have Mikhail Antonio, which I was like, I did a, I did a live turn face where he's in my fantasy team, so I was kind of cursing out my computer, and then I was like, oh, they play United next. Okay, I guess that's not all bad. Wow, okay, that does change the dynamic a little bit. Right, but certainly does. The bet's been placed. So uh, maybe that... In <laughs> <laughs> the last one, James, uh, this, one, this one is bordering donkey territory for me. Uh, but Spurs at home to Chelsea are plus 350. Why they've already the hell got, not? They've already gotten the result there against City. Chelsea, I don't think have been... They've been... I think Chelsea are that good, but I don't know that they've been playing that good. I think that they've Man. been relying on their talent and their individual players um, and 
Nuno's already shown that he can set out this side to get a result against one of these bigger clubs, better clubs, I would say. Uh, and maybe they can do it again. Tottenham in with a shout for me in that game. in plus 350. You want to hear a bit of a woe statistic? If this fixture sure. happened a year ago, it would be Mourinho Lampard. That is pretty crazy. How long ago does that feel? Way longer than a year. <clears throat> What's Frank up to these days? Uh, probably eating some pies. I was like, uh, he, 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 the, 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 what was it? The, the palace job. We thought he might be in for that one. Right. Vieira is the one that has more. No one seems to be touting his acumen anymore, Patrick. You hate to see it. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll get another shot. Get get him in the championship with, I really do think he should go. He should go into the the championship. Yeah. Yeah. He should go to the championship. People forget he he was there. there. Yeah. Yeah. He was (laughs) was good there. there. He was good there. Mm -hmm. Good enough at least. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Is that our lot? That's it. That's it. Folks, we're so happy to be back. Put the international break behind you, of course, until next month and then the month after that. But we're back. We'll be coming to you live by way of recorded podcast next week for the Match Week 5 recap. On behalf of Patrick, this is James. Taking us out of here. What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.